Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The postgame show brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. Last year in the Banjo Bowl game, the Bombers scored 54 on the Riders today. 51 in a 51-6 win. Six first-half drives from the Bombers. Six touchdowns. First time that's happened since the CFL started tracking that back to 2007. The second half, they uh, just ran the 30 minutes as fast as they could. Bombers win it 51-6. to six. So you're saying they didn't play as well as last year. They kind of fell off a little bit. That's to right? be fair. They scored 54 last yeah, year, right? Yeah, you know, so what's maybe we'll have to bring that up in the postgame show. Coach, what's wrong with your team? They only yeah. scored nine points in the second half. 100 and... 100, what, what is that, 54, so that's 105 points in two Banjo Bowl contests. It's, yeah. You know, what are you going to do to address that going yeah. forward, right? It's so many things. That, I mean, what a oh, what a brilliant day in Manitoba. So much fun. I haven't had this much fun from pre-game to game to post-game. Just thoroughly up here enjoying myself. Couldn't happen to a better rival, this kind of outcome really setting themselves you know and it's funny too you win a game at the labor day not classic the undercard for the banjo bowl you win in overtime and it's like the comments you see the way people run with that victory you're like wow i thought this was a hard-fought contest that actually came down to the wire and uh yeah something changed a little bit <laughs> Six days later. I, I'll be curious to find out from the uh, coach and from the players uh, exactly what that was because this was, it was unexpected, the degree of this absolute beatdown. Let's do the final numbers for JML Renovations. They don't just build a garage, they build your garage. Visit jmlrenovations.ca. Zach Kalaris, 18 of 21, 319, five touchdowns, no interceptions. That offensive performance and quarterback performance as close to perfection yeah. as I think we've seen the last two years, you and I. And coincidence or not, how infuriated was Zach Claris after the last game? Labor Day Classic, you saw him speaking in a manner with a, a, a sense of, of anger in his tone, The how upset he was, not only with what happened with the play that, that, that got the players suspended, but with his own performance, he was furious he was infuriated he was and, and to see him this is not just a coincidence right to see him come out and 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 paint this masterpiece that just shows you the kind of competitor he is and uh how that inspired the performance we saw today and and from a, a bunch of guys right yeah. oh man nobody likes to lose uh to a team at home in a, in a massive game like last week when you have expectations and and you get a little you get a chance for redemption and payback and did they ever come through in spades today that that you couldn't ask for anything more if you'd wrote out your wish list yeah. for what the bombers would accomplish today they checked every box agreed agreed i, I need more b words to talk about bully ball brady brand football 154 yards rushing on 18 carries I believe two carries over 30 yards for Brady. Oh, and by the way, four catches for 57 yards and a touchdown. What 211 from Brady Oliveira from scrimmage today. And we wondered in the post in the pregame show, pardon me, 
would Saskatchewan do its best to stop the run and make them do something else? Yeah, after, if, after if, what happened last week. If they tried, they failed miserably because Brady was awesome. Yeah, and you can, we have to make mention of the offensive line and how dominant they were. I mean, so many of these runs, Brady's just picking a hole. He's got time. He's got nobody in the backfield. He's got, you know, a clean sailing two, three yards down the field before he's making a cut, before he's got contact. He's well into the second level so many times. These guys just mowed over the defensive line of Saskatchewan. It was such a dominant performance on the ground. Zach Clark, you couldn't ask. You get all these keys, all these pieces working together. They were, they were juggernaut. They were unstoppable tonight. Dalton shown five catches, 104, and three touchdowns. He's coming up a game with at least one, if not a couple drops last week. Bounce back from him. Kenny Lawler, it's been tight for him for a couple games. Four for 104 and a touchdown. Oliver, we mentioned his touchdown. Rashid Bailey, three for 29, plus a couple of runs. On the defensive side, Ricky Walker, Retta Cramdy, Jackson Jeffcoat have sacks. Kyrie Wilson with seven tackles. The Bombers on offense, 603 yards holding Saskatchewan to 204 and 27% second down completion rate or second down conversion rate for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in this game. Wow. Uh, Jake Dolagala, 15 of 21 for 113. Under six yards in attempt is a defense-dominated number. Nothing in the run game. Jamal Morrow, 7 for 36. Their leading receiver, Samuel Emlis, 3 for 41. And Larry Dean led with seven tackles. And as I look at it, zero quarterback sacks for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. They're, they lose to BC. They respond many weeks later by myrtleizing the BC Lions with 50. Uh, they lose to Saskatchewan last week in overtime. They respond by myrtleizing the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. It's 51. They have a memory. And uh, they don't forget how they were treated. They don't forget what was said. They don't forget what transpired. They store it all away. They create a little chip. And uh, it manifests into a, a juggernaut performance. And it's uh, so much fun to be uh, uh, involved in the, a bomber broadcast or to be a bomber fan or to be a bomber player. It's, uh, it's incredible what they accomplished today. The response so well, I feel like, Christian, that Ottawa is grateful they don't get the Bombers a second time. Well, I tweeted that out during the game. I shudder to think what they do to Ottawa if they were to meet again, given what they've done to BC and Saskatchewan after losses. And they talk, never talk about revenge, right? During the week leading up to games, they're never talking about making amends. They're just talking about, all right, we flushed that. We're moving on to this one. But there's no, no coincidence why they haven't lost back-to-back -back meaningful games since 2019. Right. It's, the pre-Kalaris era, right? Yeah. Yeah. Since Kalaris got here, they haven't. And it's been incredible excellence week after week. And the offensive line was great here. Kalaris took some shots oh, yeah. today after getting the ball out. He took some real hits today. But you think he's 18 of 21 for five, and he should be 19 of 21 for six because Lawler drops a touchdown. And you're thinking, wow, they could have had 58. Oh, my God. But nonetheless, this, this Bomber team just... Whenever they're up on an opponent, they can just run the ball down the throat. Eight different players ran the ball today. One of the most impressive things about Zach Kolaris is, is even with his injury history, how fearless he is in the pocket. He does not, you know, he, he is so locked in to his progressions down the field, understanding where he's going to go with the football. He couldn't care less what's bearing down on him. 
He doesn't get rattled. He doesn't hear footsteps. Doesn't matter what happened to him last play. He's going to stand in there and deliver regardless of the consequence and what's going to happen to him if he waits just another second longer to pull that trigger. And uh, he got annihilated a bunch of times today and it just never affects him going forward. That's probably one of my favorite things about Zach Caleros. His toughness, his poise in the pocket under fire is really is really uh, not matched in this in this league. Well, and, and to his credit, that's something you couldn't have said about him. Remember, 15, he was a star. He tears his ACL. He comes back in 16. That 17th season, his Hamilton Tiger Cats start 0-8. And he, his two tackles were just, why are you in the CFL level of playing? And he had, there was nothing he could do, and he had no confidence. And, and you thought, he goes to Sass the next year, the offense is suppressed, and he's not Zach, this Zach Kolaris. And you go, can he, when, when he got traded from Sass to Toronto and then to Winnipeg, people could rightly have thought, is this going to work? Does he have it left? I, I just kind of remember 2015 and what it looked like and went, with this level of protection, I think Zach gets it back, and like my gosh, like he has, he does not lack confidence. And even, even when it was going rough for the offensive line, what was it, the first two, three, four games this year, he did not lose confidence because I feel like he knew this is what it should look like. And he just, oh, I got whacked. Okay, cool, let's go. Oh, I'm, I have to scramble out of the pocket and throw it across my body on the run to my right. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll do that because uh, I can. He's just, thank goodness he's a bomber, Christian Amel. Well, when the trade happened in 2019, I remember saying, okay, this is a nice low-cost insurance policy, but it's still going to be Chris Treveller that has to get them the Grey Cup, and obviously I'm an idiot because Zach Kolaris came in and was the hero, right? And, and more so since 2019, I think we've really seen that excellence from Kolaris because he didn't have a lot of time. In 2019, it was kind of a mix with him and Streveler in that short yardage package, especially in the playoffs. But since the start of 2021, Kolaris has been unbelievably good. This offense has been phenomenal. They're putting up incredible numbers. And just look at the last now four Banjo Bowls. He was not a part of the first of these, but they've outscored Saskatchewan 173 to 45. The last four (laughs) Banjo Bowls. They scored 173 points in four games. And there's no norovirus today. Amazing, yeah. 4-0 all-time in the Banjo Bowl. Uh, TSN had the stat, which I presume includes 2018. Here, I don't remember that game at all, uh, but it would have to because he wouldn't yeah. have played in the 19. That's right. Uh, 11 touchdowns, one pick. Um, yeah, he's uh, he's got it going on. <laughs> Zach Kalars. Final numbers over JML Renovations. They don't just build a garage. They build your garage. Visit jmlrenovations.ca. There was a time a few weeks back where... We were wondering how, if, if Dalton Schoen was having a sophomore slump. And it always felt kind of weird to me because he was second in the league in receiving or stuff. That guy's got 10 touchdowns now. You're, you're looking at me like I'm crazy. And that's how I kind of looked at Mackling when he suggested it. But I'm like, Dalton Schoen had no catches in the second half, but had done more than enough in the first half of this one with three touchdowns. Well, very few people had a catch in the second half because they just ran the ball. Right? Yeah. Just ran, ran, Absolutely. ran. And no all need of a sudden, to actually throw All of a sudden, you look up at the clock, and there's four minutes left in the fourth, right? This game went by fast in the second half. But Dalton Schoen has been a trusted target of Zach Kolaris ever since he got here to Winnipeg. And you look at today, the three touchdowns are all down by the goal line. There weren't deep shots necessarily, but there was the one deep ball on the near sideline in what the first catch. half. Just incredible footwork 
to get the he, he may have even gotten the second one down just by habit he tried to get two down but he's just an incredible receiver and you look at the breadth of talent they have in this lineup it's incredible drew olatarski had one catch today and it wasn't till late and it's like all right they have him too and he's been a really good receiver this year Nick Dembski had one catch. Yeah, for eight yards. Yeah. And Zach Kolaris could have had another touchdown. He had 108. To Kenny Lawler, yeah. right? That was dropped. Yeah, and Dembski uh, was, was a, a guaranteed six. He was the offensive player of the week last week with 118 yards receiving. He has one catch for eight yards, and they still score 51 points. That just shows you how much this talent, this offense. How deep they are. Yeah, it's, it, if they stay healthy, I mean, nine out of ten, you'd think they beat everybody. But we'll see you in a few weeks and catch Toronto for sure. There's no team in the CFL that beats this performance. Toronto, I, 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 I would, I would argue, the Bombers on their best day beat any other team on their best day. Yeah, everything because, else being said, especially at home too, right? Yeah. Yep. You, you, you know, and that, that's the advantage for for finishing first in the West is uh, you'll get a highly motivated football team at home. Put those two variables together, this team's practically unbeatable, right? If you have, you draw their ire, you piss them off. And you come here, I mean, that's a that's a recipe for a disaster for for any visiting team. The way this, uh, what this football team is capable of doing, offensively, defensively, even special teams, much improved from the Labor Day. The the defense allowed six points today. Yeah, this was a Montreal. This was a Montreal Alouettes level of dominance. This time, it just there were no two interceptions returned for touchdowns in this game. This was incredible. Now, to be fair, Trevor Harris is not. At quarterback right now they are playing Jake Dalagala but you know they've already beat Trevor Harris at his own house by so, 18 and there's uh you know him coming in here is he going to make up a 45 point difference not if the team plays the way they're capable of well uh let's go down to the locker room and uh, extend the celebration uh we welcome in Retta Cramdy to the postgame show Retta thank you for your time congratulations on the win thank you very much thank you very much um I feel like the offense robbed your defense of chances to go out there and play because they were just too good. Were you getting bored on the sideline at all? Well, of course not. We, <laughs> we're happy that our offense got the success they had on the field, and we just go out there, get two and out, and we have, we all happy with the win. Well, why was this game so different from last week, do you think? Uh, the energy in the stadium, I would say, but other than that, we just execute, execute the game plan, and we played a better game as a team on special team, defense, and offense. Yeah, was there anything that you learned from Jake Dolagala last week that you brought into this week? Uh, Jake Dolagala, I think he's a great quarterback. He's uh, He made some plays last week, and we took them away this week. You absolutely did. Uh, if you would, I'd love you to, to describe your quarterback sack to me, if you would. Uh, actually, the first one got taken away because of a face mask. The second one, they gave it to Ricky, I think. And the third one that I had was I was basically man with the running back. He stayed in protection, and I just stepped in. Willie, Willie made a mess like he usually do, and I just step in and clean it up. That's uh, that's not bad. You also, uh, forgive me, I don't remember who, but you laid a significant blow on somebody on the east side. Yes, it was the running back, 25. Thank you, Jamal. You got Jamal Morrow with yes, a perfectly sir. timed strike. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I ended up reading the play. I saw that on tape. Had a good break on it and delivered a blow. What what was the atmosphere like? This game was sold out weeks ago. What did it feel like, sound like, smell like, whatever whatever you can about how it felt to be on the field for this game? Yeah, it's always a good a good thing to see all the fans and and the game being sold out. Always fun. You 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 take that energy and you just gotta use it right and 
It's amazing. There's no word really to describe how amazing it is to play the banjo bowl in Winnipeg. Unbelievable performance today. Does that just speak to the competitive nature of this team? Do you guys hate losing so much coming off that overtime loss in Saskatchewan? Does that propel this team to, you know, further levels of intensity in this game? Of course, we, we, were, we were mad that we left some players on the field last week and they end up, they, they played an amazing football game. They played good on special team. Jake Dolgala had, had some good throw. Offense wasn't clicking, but we were mad the whole week. And we just, we knew that if we came, came in today and execute the game plan that we would have success. And the coaches put up a great game plan like every week. And this week, the difference between this week and last week, it, we did good executing what our coaches wanted us to do. Well, Reddy, you say you were mad. Uh, the first day of practice, I believe it was Wednesday, there were receivers yelling at defensive backs. Like there was, there was up tempo and up temperament in practice this week. Yeah, it's it's all love though. We're like, oh we, yeah, we all from the same team. We we hang we hang out to, with each other. We hug each other after the practice. But that that loss definitely, we all was mad, and we all knew that each individual in the locker room knew that we didn't play our best game. Uh, was this your best game? Do you think of the season on the whole for the whole team? Uh, I don't know. There's, there's still, well, ah. there's still more, five more games, so we'll see. Well, 51 tonight, 50 against PC. You guys have put on a show here in some of the games here at IG Field. Thank you for that, and thanks for your time in the postgame. Thank you, thank you. Retta Cramdy, Bombers defensive back. Nice enough to join us in the postgame show. I, practice was loud on Wednesday. Kenny Lawler was screaming at Winston Rose for, I think, taking him down to the ground. The play later, Dempsey catches a seam route vicious spike of the football you're like oh these guys have these guys ire is up like they are not pleased with their performance a little bit of intensity during oh. the practice week yeah and then uh intensity for the first 30 minutes and then just make sure nobody gets injured in the final 30 because 42 six at halftime becomes 51 to six for the final we'll take a break we'll get out of the locker room plenty more times to talk to the stars of the game when we return to the banjo bowl it's printasado blue bomber football on 680 cjob rush on down to canada west boots factory outlet they are overflowing with canada west and brahma boots you'll find over 1,000 pairs in stock of locally made cowboy boots biker boots and csa approved work boots all proudly made in winnipeg on now till the end of fall save 20 percent on all things fly protection for your horse shop the sale online at canadawestbootsfactoryoutlet.com or in person at 1255 street in winnipeg where canada west and brahma boots are handmade since 1978 you know that capable person who knows the right way to do stuff, has the right tools for every job, and is willing to lend them to you? That's who Princess Auto proudly calls a customer. That handy neighbor who jumps in whenever anyone's moving, building, or fixing something? Yep, that's a Princess Auto customer. That expert who's always taking something apart or powering something up? Yep, Princess Auto customer. Thanks for being a customer. Princess Auto. Blue Bomber Football. Ideas. Tools. Hello, Winnipeg 911. What's your emergency? Heart attacks, cardiac arrests, allergic reactions, trauma, and motor vehicle accidents all have one thing in common. The quicker the emergency response, the greater the patient's outcome. With over 40 fire trucks in Winnipeg staffed with licensed firefighter paramedics, Winnipeg has some of the best emergency response times in North America. Winnipeg Firefighters, responding to your emergency since 1882, a vital part of your paramedic team. Stay there. Help is on the way. Do you know what you can recycle in Winnipeg? 
Only paper, cardboard, and empty containers made of plastic, metal, or glass go in your cart or bin. Items that are not accepted, like plastic bags, clothes, diapers, garbage, and containers with food or liquid in them, increase recycling costs and ruin other recyclables. Find out what goes where at winnipeg.ca slash recycling or contact 311. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The post-game show brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. 6.07 p.m. We continue from the Banjo Bowl. The Bombers 51. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders 6. Thanks in large part to our next guest who had a career day, running back Brady Oliveira. Brady, congratulations on the win and thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you were undirty word believable out there today. What? Why so? What? What led to this incredible performance by you? I think it was just, uh, you know, as a team, I'll, I'll speak about the team. We had a great week of prep. Um, we executed the game plan on all three phases. We did a great job out there on offense. We, we started fast. That was a, ma- a big goal for us and to play an entire 60 minutes. And, and when the when your number is called, go out there and make a play. And I think, you know, the fellows did a great job out there tonight. The offensive line, you know, play, we're dogging them all night. The receivers were catching and they're blocking on the perimeter. It's just it was a total team effort. Um, yeah, it feels good. You had 211 yards from scrimmage, which is about 45 more than even the West Final last year when you were unbelievable. And everything was just just working. Was it was the difference in Saskatchewan dramatic as well, or was it just you guys doing your thing? No, they they came out and you know had a, maybe a couple wrinkles, but. Played pretty much, you know, what we were expecting them to come out and play. And, uh, you know, we just, we played an entire 60 minutes. We started fast and we kept going. Uh, you know, guys were executing. Buck did a great job with the game plan this week. And we're putting guys in the right position to go out there and, and to be successful. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a good job. We, we did, uh, we executed and uh, started fast. That was the biggest thing. Uh, we, we mostly drool over the hard yards you get where you turn two yards into 11. But you had a couple chances to break free in this one. I think maybe two carries over 30 yards. You got some wind in your hair on those. <laughs> Feels good, man. I think, uh, you know, that's that's been one of my goals, uh, just to continue to elevate my game and get 1% every day and continue to show, you know, my teammates, uh, you know, this, this awesome city of Winnipeg, the Bomber fans, and, and the entire league that, you know, I'm, I'm a well-rounded back, and, and I can break the long ones. You know, I'm off. I'm not a burner by any means, but I know I got this in me. I can I can break 30, 40, 50-yard runs. Um, so it's good just to be able to show that I can really do it all. So, you know, obviously credit to the offensive line, but I think whenever you break those long ones, it's uh, it's the the receivers that are blocking on the perimeter and on that big run. You know, Dalton did an incredible job. Um, taking like two guys but our receivers all night you know did an awesome job blocking on the perimeter allowing you know me to get out there and get those big big runs so you know credit to this offense man it's without them i'm nothing brady tell us about your biggest key and your your remarkable progression from a first time starter in this league to now you have to be considered an mvp candidate for this football team what's been the the single biggest factor for you in in your incredible transformation as a starter running back for this football team? Yeah, you know, I think the biggest thing is, uh, you know, every single week, every opportunity that I get to go out here and, and play for my hometown, I mean, it's, I think that's one one thing. I mean, I go out there and, and I play for much more. I don't just play for my teammates. I go out there and play for the city, you know, for, to make my family proud. Um, 
I play for a lot, man. I really go out there and give it my all. But I think the biggest thing is just the experience that I'm gaining. There's nothing greater than game experience. And when I'm going out there every single week and stacking good performances, it allows me to, you know, grow that confidence and to continue to, you know, keep stacking good performances so I can go out there and, and, and play freely and, and have, a, you know, peace in mind when I'm out there. So I think that's the biggest thing, you know, every single week and getting on the same page with the offensive line and just knowing what we're going to do before we already do it. So it really is good peace of mind, you know, going out there and just playing free. Well, keep doing what you're doing because we've been blown away by watching uh, you you make strides and your progression. It's It's been phenomenal. So much fun to watch up here. So congratulations to you and this team. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate it. Brady, thanks for your time. Appreciate you. Thank you. He is at Bombers running back Brady Oliveira. Over 1,000 yards in the season, over 1,100 yards in the season. And 211 from scrimmage, his career high. He had 167 in the West Final last year, and he was a monster in that game. He was even better today, which is amazing. I, most outstanding. I'm, I'm trying to think of who else is in the race for most outstanding. Can it match? He's, he's in the race for MVP on this team now, as well. You have to you have to recognize well, that, right? He's up there with he's he's catching Zach. I'll tell you that he keeps doing this. If he plays out the rest of the season. If he keeps progressing I the mean, way he's going, he's in that conversation. Zach Kalaris threw for over 300 yards and five touchdowns today as well. And he's now, Zach is uh, 27 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. Zach, I don't know if you knew those numbers off the top of your head, but uh, thanks for being with us and congratulations on the win. Hey guys, thanks for having me on. That was a lot of fun, huh? Uh, it, it, it was. Uh, have you ever, I, I maybe high school, but six drives and a half and six touchdowns. Have you been a part of that ever? I'm not sure. You know, maybe versus some uh, some FCS schools in college, or certainly in high school. But they, you know, our, our coach in high school always took us out when we got up by 35. So probably not six. Did you want to come out of this game, or did you want to keep going? Uh, you know, it, it'd be fun to keep going, but I understand. You know, yeah. I, if it were up to me, I we in some of these games we've had this season and, and previous seasons, they would be a running clock so you guys don't get hurt. Yeah. Yeah, they let Dunnigan stay in for like 700 yards in a bomber game, so they got to let you <laughs> do that one time. What, yeah. why, what was different today? What was so different between last week and this week? Uh, I, I don't know exactly if, if what I'm about to say was different, but I, I think it all starts up front, and our guys up front were exceptional all night long, and uh, you know Brady did a really unbelievable job of uh, you know running the football and, and, and keeping us ahead of the sticks. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, obviously our, our execution on second down was, was pretty good too. I, I'm not sure the numbers off the top of my head, but um, I'm sure they were, were where, where they need to be to, you know, extend drives and score touchdowns. Yeah, 13 of 20 on second down today. Uh, super impressive. Uh, you found Dalton Schoen in the end zone three times today. Just anything you would about Dalton Schoen in this game. You should have scored in the first one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dalton, again, I, have, have I not said enough good things about Dalton all season long? He's unbelievable. He always has been, always will be. Got to keep him here. Uh, Zach, I felt like a kid on, on Christmas. Everything I asked for from Santa Claus, he, he, he brought to me today. Um, it, was, it was incredible. Is this a team now, we're, we're starting to notice here that when you guys lose a game and you get another opportunity to play that same team, you often uh, do so with great prejudice. Uh, is this a team that you just should not piss off in any way, shape, or form? I don't know about that. I, again, I, th I think we were just more disappointed with our performance in, in Regina, uh, you know, six days ago. So, uh, you know, we took it personal all week long. You know, we challenged each other in the locker room, challenged each other in meetings and, and on the field, and uh, you know, we executed at a high enough level to to be where we think we should be. Uh, Zach, about six minutes in, 
you scramble out for an 11-yard run. Can you take us by the dramatic happening of Zach for 11 yards? Off, uh, off, I guess scrambled out to the left. I mean, I, I, that, is that like passive-aggressive? I, I feel like you don't remember me. I used to be a runner, man. Well, but you you <laughs> joked about it. Uh, it's Montre been years. The Montreal game, you, you joked about, oh, I no, wasn't I'm getting just, the corner on Bevarette, So I'm just messing with you. I know, uh, I feel you. They, uh, they pressed Kenny there in the boundary. We had a, a locked route on with him. Uh, if it, if it would have been a route that he could have taken the, the go ball, we would have thrown that for sure. And, uh, you know, Larry did a good job of getting under the stick route to the field. I probably still could have fit it in there, but uh, just saw some green grass and, uh, you know, just put the burners on. Got how, the 11 yards there. How good does it feel when you get a, a, a sellout crowd on a beautiful day like this and you put on a performance? So rare are those occasions when you have this opportunity in front of a packed house to play your best football ever. Like, how satisfying is that to put on yeah, that I mean, display our, for your fan base? Our fans are unbelievable. I, I just think this is how it should be for home games. It, yeah. it just really should. It, it, it's how it should be. We have the team for it. Uh, we have the leadership within the organization for it. And, uh, you know, our fans deserve our best. And I'm just really happy we put it all together today. Yeah. Job, Zach, yeah. Zach, I was watching the offense as you all came out during the introductions. And a lot, some guys took a chance to savor it, but you just seemed to kind of zoom on the field like, I want to go to work. Is that is that an accurate description? Yeah, you know, I, I I probably should practice like a Ray Lewis type thing one of these days, but uh, I, I generally leave that early, you know. Yeah. I'm just trying to get to the, I, I'm trying to get my arm warmed up. Yeah, well, it was it was very clearly warm. One last one from Doug Brown. Uh, any, any cross words from Kenny Lawler keeping you from throwing your seventh touchdown in this game? And we were we were very upset by that that he did not catch <laughs> that because you guys had to kick a field goal. We didn't understand. And then yeah, what what about that punt in the fourth quarter, the first one? You know, we were... see, I'm I'm the kind of guy who'd be taking knees there in the fourth <laughs> quarter the entire time. So I was fun. I was totally fine with that. I'm just, I'm just kind of closing my eyes to make sure nobody gets hurt. Um, but uh, yeah, the the one to Kenny was a clear illegal contact for passing interference but uh yeah no challenge yeah. oh well uh, uh, agreed 100 percent. that's what we saw as well zach thank you for your time uh, congratulations on the win all right guys thanks He's so much the, fun the quarterback zach oh. Killard, 100 passive like 100 pass interference on lawler and I, i'm curious why didn't get a good replay on it was why right the o'shea's looking up at the big screen and they only show after the contact's been made that you know, all you saw was the drop and you never really saw the contact being made. So I don't know if, if, and you could ask the coach about it when he comes on here soon, about what he was able to see or what anyone was able to tell him because we never saw a good look on the big screen in the stadium. I don't know if they showed a good look on the, the broadcast on television. But, I mean, precedent's been set. We saw it a few weeks ago. He challenged Montreal. to play late when the game was out of hand because... He thought it was the right thing to do for his guy, and so which makes me think the the only reasonable explanation is the one that never, you just never got a look. You, you just put up there that he did not get a real good look at it. But yes, uh, Zach Kalaris over three hundred, five touchdowns. I believe the CFL record is seven. He had they tried that was that was just Madden Madden level uh, on there. So yeah, it was uh, a dominant dominant performance. Back down to the locker room to welcome in the head coach Mike O'Shea. Uh, coach, congrats on the win and thanks for your time. Thank you, guys. Hope uh, you enjoyed it. Uh, we really did. What did you think? And please don't tell me. Well, we can improve in spots. Just, no, that was a that was a very clean game. I'm telling you. Um, you know, really hard to even find a lot of mistakes. Like there's really, you know, on the it was pretty quiet on the uh, on the headset. <laughs> like there, you know what I mean? There's yeah. there's not a lot of chatter with the coaches saying, "Oh, this guy missed his gap," or "This guy." You know, should have blitzed. He didn't. This ran ran the wrong depth of his route. There was none of that. So, it's this is 
what a really clean game looks like, and the guys should be very proud of that. Well, six touchdowns on six drives. The CFL says it's the first time that's been done since they started tracking in 2007. Well, oh, you must love that stat. Oh, I, oh, you're going crazy right now. But, Listen, don't pass out. Doug, are you there? Yeah, you know? I'm standing behind him right okay, now because he falls over. Good. You put up 42 at halftime, like, and you guys could have just not came out in the second half. What What was the conversation in in the locker room at halftime? Whatever you, sense of it you can give us. Somehow maintain your focus. Yeah, no, it's – I just think it was an important – point in the season to play a full 60 minutes i mean i guess human nature would be such that you know even just subconsciously unconsciously unconsciously more than anything you you may let the foot off the gas a little bit so for the guys to fight that and keep going um i mean that's a big step for us i think any reason that you could think of as to why this week was so dramatically different to last week I'm not even talking about last week, Derek. What's the point? Oh, I just yeah. I, I yeah. whatever whatever no, you did this, this week, no, bottle it and sell it. There's, there's kinda... no difference. Does they, that sp- they played better? Okay. Does, does that speak to the competitive nature of this team? Though this team really hates losing. It can't be a coincidence that you guys have lost the game and you've come out and you've blown the doors off any opportunity you've got to play against a team that you didn't have success with the first time around. Yeah, they were really good today. It was, it was unbelievable. Awesome. They it was were really, really good. Like I said, there's, there's, you, best offensive but, performance you've seen in that first half, all uh, time. Well, it was damn good. I don't know. I can't remember <laughs> much, but it was that one was pretty special. I know Zach was. Uh, he, know, he looked a little. He was determined de- and uh, dialed was, in. Today. Yeah, he was destructive out there. Yeah, yeah. He he really was. Um, uh, the punt at the end, we kind of thought, oh. Yeah, we were a little disappointed in that, you know. Go go perfect. Go for it on third <laughs> down. And you, it was the only punt of the game. I, I assume you don't think of stuff like that. It's a like great that. punt. He looked very fresh. I just think that the, um, you know, you try and play the game the right way at all times. And if you start deviating, um, you know, I don't know. I just want to, just the natural course of the game to, to play out, really. Well, and, and uh, from the coaches' show, that was a high-spiraling punt from Jamison That It was Sheehan. a beautiful punt, great coverage, good tackle by Retta Cramdy. Good job making it go to the sideline. I think it was Parker. I'm not sure exactly. Oh, it was Hallett. Yeah. Yeah, it was Hallett. So, yeah, it was well executed, good finish. Uh, and then uh, what we thought was pass interference on Kenny Lawler on the far side of the field from you going left. Uh, did you not get a great look at it, or did you pass There on was it? a lot of conversation on the headset, um, but nothing definitive that said uh, it would have been um, ruled in our favor. The question, Kenny said he grabbed him by the face mask. Um, I, we, we can't, we didn't see it like that. We didn't see that part of it. So tough to get a, I mean, we're not, tough to get the replay to show the whole play, right? You see the end, and then you see the beginning, and you don't see the middle where it's really happening. Yeah, just because you would challenge in that spot if it, if it, if you had seen enough. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yep. No doubt. Just to, They work hard. They deserve it. A- absolutely. So, uh, Coach, this was, a, this was a ton of fun to watch. Thank you. And in front of a sold-out crowd, this was an incredible day. Yeah, it was good. I, the fans were fantastic. I mean, they caused some problems for sure. It was excellent. Did you get the Strebler autograph that you talked about in the pregame show? I just got a hug from him, which was oh, excellent. So. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, coach, thank you for your time. Okay. Thanks, he, buddy. He is the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Nice enough to join us in the postgame show. Winnipeg's going to be lit tonight. Well, because it's, it's 6 o'clock. Stre- Strebler's going o'clock. home tomorrow? 
Yeah, he's going home tomorrow. Wherever oh Strebler's going, out. that's where Go the party there. is. Go yeah. there. Uh, well, and, and this is the, the beauty of, I think you said it in the pregame show, afternoon football might have been during commercial break. It's 6.30, and every Bomber fan can go, we're on an absolute high. What are we doing next? This Let is, the good times roll. Th- this is perfection. Uh, it was an absolutely dominant performance. 51-6, to six, the final score. I'm just going to keep doing that for two more segments as we continue from the Banjo Bowl at IG Field. We'll take a break. Uh, the sounds of the game, the drive of the game, and the hardest hit of the game still to come. It's Princess Auto Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. When a story breaks, when severe weather hits, when a traffic issue is going to affect your drive, 680 CJOB is your place to turn for the information you need. Join the city's biggest conversation as expert guests break down the biggest stories, live and local coverage as it's happening. And we get it all started first thing in the morning with the start. Four hours of fresh outlooks, engaging conversation, information as you need it, and plenty of fun along the way. Catch the start 6 to 10 weekday mornings on 680 CJOB. When you're working out at Planet Fitness, it's a judgment-free zone, so you can really step up your workout. That's why we've got treadmills. And our team members are here to help, so you can be carefree with the free weights. There are also balance balls, bikes, cables, kettlebells, and TRX equipment. But, like, no pressure. Get in the judgment-free zone. Get started at Planet Fitness for $0 enrollment and then $15 a month. No commitment. Cancel any time. Deal ends Wednesday, September 13th. $49 annual fee applies. See Home Club for details. Sounds of the game. Brought to you by PlayNow.com. Diving catch for the touchdown. Going to the trickery right off the bat. Touchdown. Brady's in for the touchdown. His second of the game. Bet on blue at PlayNow.com. Enjoy responsibly. Thinking about a new deck? Come in and try before you buy at Olympic Building Center. Experience so many different larger-than-life size options in our massive showroom today. Amazing! I can see exactly what all of my options would look like, even with the lights on at night. Come get inspired by Manitoba's largest indoor deck display, and you'll be spending the summer enjoying your new deck instead of building it. No appointment necessary. You're always welcome to try before you buy at Olympic Building Center. Here's an activity you can do for life. Five and ten pin bowling is always great fun. Join a bowling league today. Sponsored by Bowl Manitoba. Find the lanes nearest to you by following Bowl Manitoba on Facebook or Instagram. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The postgame show brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. They're pitting the east side against the west side. It is already deafening at IG Field for the best game of the year, the Banjo Bowl. The Bombers with Sergio Castillo going right to left, kicking off. Saskatchewan with Mario Alford and Thomas Bertrand Houdon. Short kickoff. This one, Charbel DeBeer will have to field it at the 35-yard line. The defensive tackle to the 45, the 50, and Charbel DeBeer. How bad is the return? The coverage team for the Bombers? Defensive tackle. Takes the ball 20 yards on a return. There's a hole, 25. 20 pushing forward across the 20-yard line. Brady Oliveira slapping his helmet. He is into this one already with another first down. Liam Dobson has no helmet currently and his long hair flowing in the breeze. I wouldn't be surprised if that is what we're about to hear from Andre Pru. Major foul, unnecessary roughness. 
makes this catch one number 91. From the 20 yard line, we're gonna go off the distance and a first down. Nick Dembski is the lone receiver out to the right hand side. Prukop under center, pushing left and in for the touchdown. The opening touchdown of the Banjo Bowl from Dakota Prukop. He'll take the hand up here on first down, waiting. Now exploding 55, 50, 45, tripped up 40, 35. Brady still running, tackled by Ford from behind Oliveira down to the 23 yard line. And a huge play. Bombers from the Riders 17-yard line, five-man rush. Kolaris has time now, time elapsed. Rafferty flips it to Oliveira, 15, 10, 5, ducking his head, Oliveira for the touchdown! Typical Zach Kolaris under pressure magic. Oliveira's back in the end zone and the Riders, or Bombers, pardon me, are back on the board. Schoen motions from right to left, gets the waggle. He'll fake it to a couple of guys. Kolaris on a roll to his right. He's got a man open. It's caught by Lawler at the five, spinning, driving. Kenny Lawler for the touchdown. Oh, are they going to mark him down? He dove into the end zone. They're going to say his knee was down. Lawler diving. I don't know how he's not across. You're going to have to review that with his entourage. Review by the command center. The ruling on the field is overturned to a touchdown. And it's a touchdown. Andre Prue saying the ruling on the field overturned. Kenny Lawler, a 24-yard touchdown. Winnipeg 20, Saskatchewan 3. Three-man rush. Kalars pumps, and he wants a deep ball for Schoen. Deontay Williams in coverage. do got it. Spinning backwards to his left, and he's out of bounds. At the 16-yard line, the rookie Williams had no idea what to do with that ball in the air. Kalars looking right, out route, caught on the goal line for the touchdown! Wiped out the official who gets up the signal touchdown for Dalton Schoen. First and 10 from the right of 32, Vegas Oliveira. Kalars pops, going to the end zone for Schoen, who's open on Marshall for the touchdown! Dalton Schoen on Nick Marshall, touchdown! Pamela Schaefer-Baker, Stearns will go into the backfield for a six-man rush. Dolan Gallup pressure in his face in the flat. Oh. Bang! Reddick Cramby bang down Jamal Porto just past the 40-yard line. Brayden, if you would mark that for the hit of the game, that was solid and it's third down, uh, Riders. If you love defensive receivers right, Kalars looking left. One-on-one. -on -one. Oh, he's open! Lawler's got it at the 30, 20, 10. Lawler oh. wrestled out of bounds. Beat Nick Marshall again. Just picking on Nick Marshall. And with 13 seconds left, the Bombers are at the eight-yard line. 13 seconds left. First and goal from the eight. Kalaris looking left. Who's going to get it? It's shown inside the five. Colton shown again. 41 and three touchdowns from Dalton Schoen. We didn't think there was enough time left for another, yet another possession to make the end zone, but when you're in the zone, when you're firing on all cylinders, everything is just going the way of the Winnipeg Blue Bomber offense. Cut back 30, 35, 40, 45, Brady 50 into Ryder territory across the 50-yard line. Brady Oliveira, they'll mark him at the 49 after a gain of 33, I believe. Brady Oliveira's lost his mind out here. He is channeling some of the best running backs I've ever seen in Canadian Football League. This is, uh, this is incredible. And what a game it was. 
I don't know if you call that a ball game. Well, is it landslide? The, the score, a, a natural disaster? The score in the second half was only 9 nothing Bombers. Final score, 51 to 6. Braden, that made up for the Calgary game a few weeks ago. Hey, you really got to unleash it in the sounds of the game there. It was uh, like 10 minutes long. It, and there's there's more. There was some on the cutting room floor as and, well. And it was all basically from the first half. I don't know if Braden did any work the last couple of hours. Why, why bother? It's a Sergio Castillo field goal, and that's 48. Uh, the Bombers put up 51. That's the most in the CFL this season. The second most in the CFL this season was the 50 against the BC Lions. The third most in the CFL of any team this season, the 47 they scored against Montreal. The fourth most in the CFL this season was the 45 they scored at Saskatchewan in week number two. Toronto matched that with its win over BC. Of the five highest scoring games in the CFL this season, the Bombers have four of them. That's Dominant. Yeah. <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> That's not bad. Come on, man. That's that is incredible. They are which makes games like last week le much less explainable or late late against Ottawa. Just can't really explain some of those because this team offensive line, best five receivers in the game, best running back in the game this season, best quarterback in the game is is able to produce kind of exactly what we expect so when yeah, it doesn't happen yeah well it's hard to be at the top of your game week in and week out and but i think we've learned uh, the the law of averages when this team is aware of what's going on and and is bringing an intent to play their best football they wipe people out and they put up a mountain of points on the scoreboard which honestly just fast for again uh, no disrespect to hamilton but just fast forward me to the other side of the bye week in the Toronto game. Because the Toronto game and the BC game are, are the measuring sticks I have left. Pretend they fall flat in their face against Hamilton for a second straight year. I kind of don't care. <laughs> Honestly, I kind of don't care. Because Hamilton's not going to play them in the playoffs. And Well, you never know in the East they could get through. Big win last night. To be fair... Things are getting whack. I mean, Toronto looks dominant in the East, but the, the, Hamilton looks... It would be stunning like, if Toronto didn't win the East. Hamilton looks like it could win a, a, a semifinal on the road, though. In Montreal. Yeah. It's, yeah. Montreal's no gang be world beater, but Montreal... Like, we've talked about the tiers a number of times. Toronto and Winnipeg. Do we still have BC in the top tier? Or is it Toronto-Winnipeg <laughs> now? And then a bit of a drop to BC, and then you got a drop to Montreal-Saskatchewan, and then you got a drop to the rest. BC has a win over Winnipeg, so I, I kind of want to keep them in that first tier, but they lost to Hamilton. Uh, they got Those kind of seemed to wipe out to me, and they also lost by dozens to Winnipeg in a rematch. And they got clubbed by Toronto. Yeah. Vernon does, I mean, that yeah. offense. And that, yeah, I, I would keep them in the first tier. Okay. That's, good, that's good debate if you okay. have a sports show to talk about it. Nah. That'd be have a good, good segment to uh, discuss. Julio Caravada from 730 joins us. Is BC a first-tier team? Well, just saying. I'm not a producer, but hey, you can write that down for October 6th week. Oh, yeah. Uh, I still got three weeks to go before then. Man, just fast forward me to that right now. Drive of the Game brought to you by Chuds Chrysler and Power Sports. Take the relaxing drive out to Gimli to make your next automotive or Power Sports purchase. It'll be a game changer. Uh, well, it's probably not the last one because the Bombers punted after four and eight. Uh, nine for 61 touchdown, three for 59 touchdown, nine for 83 touchdown, eight for 75 touchdown, three for 54 touchdown, 
three for 73 in 46 seconds touchdown to end the half. Uh, field goal, field goal, field goal, punt. Like, I don't know. Six-way tie for the first half. I think drives. the last one was fun because it was so quick. I thought they were just going to take in pretty much a, take Anita in the half. It was 47 seconds left. And they scored again. Yeah. That was, the, I think, the most impressive because of how quickly they were able to do it. But, I, I mean, I can't yeah, believe we challenged them. We're like, there's no way they could. They heard oh, you. They did. yeah. They heard you a couple boots oh, down. Yeah. 47 seconds. A touchdown. I just, uh, I love it. I don't, I don't know if you're, if you're the same, but when I kind of look forward to the games, I kind of go, okay, well, what would, what am I looking for? What's going to happen? Who should they go after? Uh, in advance of last game, I thought, well, there's Nick Marshall. Nick Marshall can cover guys one-on-one, but Nick Marshall loves to try to poach interceptions. He got one last week. They're going to get him. They hammered on Nick Marshall in this one. If anybody votes Nick Marshall for All-Star, you need to watch the film from these last couple of games. He might get some picks, but Wolitarski beat him last week, and he got clubbed a couple times in this game, including the Lawler one on that drive that led to the eventual 42-point touchdown. It's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's worth it. So, uh, yeah, let's go with that final one. Three for 73 in the final 46 seconds to put the Bombers up 42 to 6. That'll be the drive of the game brought to you by Chuds Chrysler and Power Sports. Take the relaxing drive out to Gimli to make your next automotive or Power Sports purchase. It will be a game changer. The hardest hit of the game is brought to you by Vernos Auto Body for collision repairs. No one takes the ball and runs with it like Vernos Auto Body. We caught this one in the moment from Braden. Red Pamela Schaefer-Baker, Stearns will go into the backfield for a six-man rush. Dolagala pressure in his face in the flat. Oh. Bang! Reddick Cramdy banged down Jamal Morrow just past the 40-yard line. Brayden, if you would mark that for the hit of the game, that was solid, and it's third down, um, Riders. You know it's a good one when the color guy who played a lot of football can't help but can't contain himself. Oh! When that comes up from Doug Brown. Just perfectly in the background. That was, this was a hard-hitting couple of games. That that play from Cramdy, he talked about it. He saw it on film. That was beautifully done. Yeah, there's a lot of dislike on the field. And you see a jarring contact like that, and a guy's momentum just is stolen from his body along with his soul. That's uh, that's the kind of impact that we saw from Reddick Cramdy on that hit. I like, the Bombers' bye week comes at a good time for this football club. They, they're nicely spaced out. They've got the... When is their next bye week? After it's Hamilton? after the next game, yeah. Okay. So the go, leading into tr- uh, the Toronto-BC double dip. And Zach Kolaris is amazing coming out of bye weeks since he came to Winnipeg. So I just can't – every time I think of how Toronto's got all their bye weeks done already, I think, how the hell did that happen? Because the Bombers' bye situation is, is really good. Took a bit to get there first, but yeah. they got this really hard-hitting Labor Day double dip, come out of it against Hamilton – and then you get a bye week before this important stretch. And then you got another one in October, and you're going to get another one when you don't have to play in the West semifinal. So I, this team, as long as they stay healthy, and right now they're very healthy, save for Janari and Grant, basically, and, and some guys uh, on special teams, it's been really good health-wise, this stretch. And if they can keep that going, I mean, it's going to come down to a great cup game probably against Toronto. That's what the odds would say right now. And, we know anything can happen. We saw last year. You said if this Bombers team plays like this, they're not going to lose. And it's true. If they play their best, I think they beat anybody. Last year's Grey Cup, they did not play their best. A lot of weird stuff happened. And they still almost won. So yep. I feel like that, that we're heading towards that right now. But 
maybe I'm talking too much, too big a game on September 9th. Did they clinch playoff berth today? Yes, they did with the win today. Uh, yeah. It knocks Saskatchewan far enough back that the Bombers clinch a playoff spot. Uh, BC is still one win behind them. Uh, BC with the bye week. He's now two wins behind them. Yeah, BC's by this week, right? With a game in hand. So if BC keeps pace, it comes down to who's the winner of that game October 6th. Right. That yeah. team will get first place. So if BC stumbles and falls on yeah, space unless, against Hamilton yeah, then. like that, or if Winnipeg – well, if Winnipeg stumbles against Hamilton, uh, it doesn't matter because win, they'd win the BC game and still get first place. A lot of stuff going into that, but that game is, remains absolutely critical. Yeah, and if you lose that Hamilton game, it means you probably can't lose the Toronto game. Yep. So take care of business next week, and then you take to get a Toronto team that's got Andrew Harris coming in, who's not really a huge factor anymore, but he's still Andrew Harris and what he meant to this team for so many years. Yeah. So that's going to be a, a big homecoming for him, and I'm sure he'll be motivated to beat his former team for sure the way things ended here. I'm looking forward to that one, but yes, we, we keep looking ahead so much. They still have a Hamilton team next week. That you know, I, I think that's part of the problem right there is you go from a game like this and back-to-back games against Saskatchewan and the the flow of this, the magnitude of this contest, the euphoria of this of this victory, and then you go into Hamilton, who's five and seven, and you're Letdown on the road. Game? Is that like, what you're oh my goodness, is that a hard uh, ball of emotions to handle? Right, you're you're at such a crescendo, you're such a peak right now in terms of how you're feeling about this football team, and then it just doesn't have any juice or spice to it. You know, the, the game against Hamilton going in there. What's the, what's the compelling storyline of the 10-3 and three Winnipeg Blue Bombers playing with 5-7 and seven Hamilton Tiger Cats next week? Go ahead. Casey Sales. Uh, okay. uh, it's Zach's old home. Um, uh, maybe Duke Williams comes off the sixth game and impacts the game with one catch for 18 yards. Uh, yeah. Two of the most multiple players in the CFL in Nick Dembski and Tim White. Like, we're, we're I'm, I'm stretching now. Yeah, but... it's, a, it's a tough sell, you know, for the guys in the locker room. You come off a high of this magnitude, of this degree, and then you go on the road into a, not the most desirable of places to play against a team that in the standings does not look super competitive. That's probably going to be sending you flowers in lieu of this game so you – you know, don't come out with the same kind of fire. And that's, uh, that's a tough one to, uh, to navigate as a player. The line for that game, it won't come out till Monday. To, it's going to be double digits for a road game, which probably doesn't often happen. They were uh, over a touchdown in Saskatchewan. Who's better than Hamilton? Yeah. It's it, on their third quarterback, and Taylor Powell's putting up some numbers. but He's been all right. It's, yeah, it's, it, the Bombers are, are, through 13 games, is this where we thought they would be? Are we happy with – I'm very happy with where they are through 13 games, positionally and how they look on the field. Special teams aside, we didn't learn anything new about them today, but offensively, shut down. Defensively, shut down. Yeah, especially against the teams they're supposed to be, right? They've been taking care of business for the most part. The Ottawa game stands out as a, it's just a weird anomaly, but it's like three minutes of the game. That's it? Yep. Ottawa did not do a whole lot. Other than that, it was it was weird. And looking back now, Ottawa has just fallen into a deep hole since then, and they're they seem toast now. Every good movie has a blooper reel, right? It's true. Yeah. It's the Ottawa game. Well, and it's your it's the fourth quarterback blues, right? They're on their fourth quarterback. And you look around this history of sports, the best teams lose still, right? Going 
Undefeated. 18 games is a lot. Too. Going undefeated in a football season just doesn't happen, right? I know the Patriots and the Dolphins. We can think of two examples in the NFL of it happening. In the CFL, it doesn't happen. 16-2 and two is the record, yeah. Right, and that's even the two losses, right? The Bombers have three, and you look at – they were each explainable, right? Yeah. The, the Ottawa one, the defense kind of just – got tired and weird stuff happened and they forgot how to spy the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the BC game, they just, they just got beat. Yeah. And then last 30 to six walloping. Yeah. And then last week they didn't have their best game and they still almost won in overtime. So it's the only kind of the only question I have left and we'll go to break on the side of this is uh, last season. They got a chance to rest guys in that final road game. The season before they got a chance to rest guys in that final road game. Will, can they create separation between themselves and BC and buy a final road game in Calgary in week 21 where they can rest guys in advance of the playoffs? Or do they care? Because, like you said, three well-spaced buys, and if you're hosting the West Final, you naturally get that week off anyway. But that would be the one, uh, the one thing kind of left to fight for. Host the, host the playoff game. Can you rest down the stretch? Get some guys some reps down the stretch. And for the love of goodness, can everybody just be healthy? Jackson Jeffcoat is still healthy. Guy's played exactly 12 games each of the last four years. Is still going. Sacked today. An absolute force again today. Uh, Jackson Jeffcoat at 32 is as healthy as Strip he's sack. been in five years. Right. And the recovery. Pardon me. Yeah, that's absolutely right. We did the hardest hit of the game for Vernas Auto Body. For collision repairs, no one takes the ball and runs with it like Vernas Auto Body. It is 644. We will break. Uh, we'll come back, wrap it up from the Banjo Bowl. The crowd has now dispersed, and the one German Shepherd gets some space to run. Uh, yes, what a day here at IG Field. It's Princess Auto Blue Bomber Football at 680 CJOB. When it comes to collision work, no one takes the ball and runs with it like Vernas Auto Body. Hi, I'm Adam Bighill, and my buddies at Vernas are one of the few downtown shops that do collision work. Suspension work, oil changes, alignments, glass repair and replacement. Johnny and his special team tackle everything. So when you need to get your vehicle back in the game, see the winning team at Vernas Auto Body. Family owned and operated, top of the waterfront. You're part of the family at Vernas Auto Body. Call 982-4540. Looking for an outdoor lighting solution for your deck and landscape? Look no further than Windeck. Hi, I'm Mel Duick. Windeck is a premier dealer for in-light outdoor lighting, a lighting system that can be installed by anyone who can plug in a toaster, control your lights with Bluetooth phone application, and get lit with in-light. Enjoy your backyard investment well into the night. Don't let the sun end your fun. For more information on in-light, come visit our showroom, 937 Redonda Street, and see what fixtures fit you. Windeck. Do it once. Do it right. This October 3rd, when I go out to vote, I'm going to vote for our children. Manitoba's classrooms are the future of our province. We must make sure that they are properly funded, that our schools remain healthy and safe, and that those who work with our kids have what they need for real success. These are some of the reasons why, during this upcoming election, my vote will be for education. For our future. What about yours? To learn more, please visit election2023.ca, brought to you by the Manitoba School Boards Association. There's one thing we know for sure. Healthcare didn't break overnight, and it certainly won't be fixed overnight, no matter what other political parties promise. But healing has begun with nearly 1,100 new medical professionals hired, 70 new OR assistants, and 150 new doctors on the way. This already adds up to over 80,000 more surgeries and procedures, with many more to come. Healthcare is healing with a plan to keep us on the road to recovery. Authorized by the official agent for the PC Party of Manitoba. 
Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The postgame show brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. Final segment for us from IG Field in the Banjo Bowl. The Bombers 51-6 winners. Lots going on the text line. Uh, Derek's on the text line says, All of Rider Nation deserve this beat down today. I wish the Bombers didn't take their foot off the gas. I wish O'Shea would have challenged the P.I. and Lawler. And a smooth 70 <laughs> would have been beautiful. Um, That's just bad karma. You don't go that far into the night. I, When you get to the professional level, I have no problem with a team running up the score. Like I feel bad at the college level, right, when when uh, Florida State takes on or even Jacksonville A&M I Tech Poly. Western right? beat York like 86 to nothing last week something yeah. like that like that's not that's not great yeah that one like if your second teamers are doing that and your third teamers which i think they are your freshman is doing that there's okay. like oh we have big people and they have small people yeah uh beat down at the high school level like there's running clock time at the at the canadian football league level did you ever get so revenge focused because a team really laid it on you or didn't yeah, no not in pro football you You're didn't right. you didn't care by the time you got to uh, it, re- it usually doesn't i mean on uh, games like this are usually few and far between right it doesn't happen with great frequency so especially with some of the quarterbacks we had no just <laughs> well and and this is why like i just i i'm a numbers guy i'll always be a numbers guy i i kind of part of me kind of wishes Kalaris had a chance to go out and throw a sixth or a seventh or a tenth or an eighth right and like matt dunnigan for his entire lifetime will be hey i'm the guy who threw for seven thirteen uh i was looking because i was pulling up bomber records Dunnigan at seven thirteen is this is the record. Number two is four sixty seven because wow. coach unleashed him on the day for seven hundred yards. Well, Zach could have had four fifty five hundred yeah. and seven touchdowns. Like he could. It's had, just exposure, right? Hundred percent. Guys, out when, when you're going for numbers, yeah. you're going for you know all time stats and stuff. It's having your guy out there exposed for that long and I mean, the defense, you, you notice what's going on as well. And you're yeah. like, why is this still happening? Why are you still pulling the trigger going down the field? And uh, it's just, it, you, you're rolling the dice too much. It, Brady finishes the game with 154 rushing. If this was a Madden environment, what, what would, and you kept Brady in the whole game, 230? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you just. He, you, could, have, he could have had an all-time, I, 30 years from now, someone will tell me they saw this, this kind of day. But discretion is the better part of valor in this case. You look at the context in which records are set, whether it's single-game scoring in the NBA or any big total in in a football game. If it's a blowout, that's not when those happen. The game has to be somewhat still in question to justify why a player's still in when they have a certain total, right? Kobe Bryant scores 81 because that game's still kind of close against the Raptors, right? Or else... We've seen Clay Thompson do crazy things and then not play in the fourth because the Golden State's up by 35. Yeah. Right? Or you look at uh, Adrian Peterson's single-game rushing record against the Chargers. Like, they were up, but the reason they were up because he had, like, 235 yards in the second half, a game they were trailing at the half against the Chargers back in the day. So it's all about context. If it's 44 to 30, then they're going to keep going. But the fact that Saskatchewan just has absolutely nothing, then you're going to take them out. Just... Nothing. Nothing. Shown three touchdowns. The record, I think, receiving touchdowns is five. Eh, maybe a little bit more there. You get, you I, get obviously, it's it's tantalizing yeah. because you want to see history be made. But at the same time, it is September, and ultimately, none of that matters 
if you can get a great cop. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm super soft and squishy, and le- I feel like 40 years from now, uh, in in the grand scheme of NFL receive, who is Flipper Anderson? Well, he once had 338 yards receiving in an NFL game, the all-time record. You know? Norm Van Brocklin <laughs> exactly. still has the single-game passing record from the 50s, right? 554, right, in an NFL game, which how— Kind of staggering that hasn't been broken. Like in a, in a Mahomes 42-40 shootout, how does Mahomes not have that record, right? Yeah. Um, in this level, how did Michael Riley not throw for 550 yards in a game or— how did Bo in his prime not do it? Or? Because the team was so dominant that yeah. he didn't need to, right? Yeah. And that's what we're looking at with this Bomber team. Right? Kalars doesn't need to throw for 500 yards because Oliver's rushing for 150, and they don't need to play him after the third. Well, they could have taken them all at the half, right? Easily yeah. could have. Absolutely. And it, it just, all, all of that to say we all have kind of what we hope for as fans, but we, we could talk about things like that, Doug, because this was just that dominant a performance. Um and there wasn't any magic to it. It wasn't a bunch of trick plays from Buck Pierce. It wasn't a lot of wacky stunts and guys rushing from depth to confuse a young quarterback. It just seemed like, all right, uh, we're going to stand here and trade punches. And, oh, we, we are Mike Tyson on this day, and you are not. Yeah, no, they, they blocked better. They ran harder. They ran faster. They caught more. They threw more accurately. All the fundamentals of football on display tonight in dominant fashion. Dom's on the text line. Three players up for MOP this year. Kalaris, Oliveira, and Chad Kelly. Vernon Adams is going to get in that mix as well. Really? He's falling out of it. Ugh, I the, don't think so. He's the quarterback of an 8-3 and three team, and there is... Uh, yeah, but there's two quarterbacks that are going, going to be better than him by the end of the season. So they... How can you say it's him? Voter apathy, and I don't want to vote for Zach three years in a row kind of thing. People aren't going to vote for Stanley Bryant, even though he might, again, be the best left tackle in the CFL. That's uh, different. There's, there's, I think, I'm afraid there's going to be some voter apathy, but Kalaris at 27 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. Some more interceptions this year, but still. like Vernon Adams missed more time. Yep. And... Has he has he threw six picks in a game? You can't give an MOP to a guy that <laughs> threw six interceptions in a game. Zach threw two pick sixes two in the game. Pick uh, sixes. They it, won by thirty. His interception rate is lower than Chad Kelly's. So though Kelly doesn't have dramatically more picks, he's throwing them at a higher rate than Zach. Twenty-seven touchdowns, over ten yards in attempt are unbelievable numbers. He's going to finish the season minimum mid thirties in touchdowns, and those will be. His numbers from last year. I think you have to be really trying hard to talk yourself out of Zach Kolaris to not think it's him versus Chad Kelly. And I, I, I hope voters don't go that way, but I'm afraid they all they will, just because, as a voting block, we kind of get up our own butts sometimes. And well, I no, it's got to be. Nah, no, it just just go with what you see for this year and don't let. Are last you a voter? Year. I am. Yeah. Okay. But uh, Nikola Jokic wasn't going to be MVP. I'm not voting for Nikola Jokic in the NBA because he already won. Two. He won the last two. Yeah. He can't be Larry Larry Bird. Well, you know what? Just well, but the, what I, this year I think is. the narrative is Chad Kelly, but not. I think Kolaris is the West MOP. I would. But then the narrative might Octo- go to Kelly. October sixth will probably tell us who's the MOP of the West. Unfortunately, the team that wins that game and wins the West. I, I okay. I'm just concerned. I don't agree with it. I'm just concerned. Okay. That, that you know the voting be. block better than I do. Uh, the way to respond, Big Blue, the Banjo Bowl belongs to us. Enjoy the victory, but remember, Hamilton is not to be taken lightly. 
We're getting a lot of Hamilton's not to be taken lightly. It's and, not up to us. And I get it. As it turns out. But yeah, despite what Mackling will say, what we say has no effect on what happens on the field. They don't have CJ on in the locker room, I don't think. No, they, I mean, they we have, have, we're not going to give the pregame speech before the Hamilton game like we normally do? No, no I would. Oh, I'd love to go in there. Gather up all these inches. <laughs> Just I would go full any given Sunday. Full Pacino ripoff, huh? Adam Strauman, Brady was my captain, got me 62.2 in fantasy. Uh, Adam, uh, you're whomping me in fantasy, I would wager. If you're, if you're smart enough to make that pick, you are clobbering me. Uh, Trey Ford is my captain this week, and that's not going to go uh, great for me. Chris, some Ryder fans will be puking green tonight. Uh, and Mel doesn't like that we're uh, ruling out the Ticats. Mel, I apologize, uh, but the Bombers... Uh, were absolutely dominant in this one. Uh, Hamilton, next Saturday afternoon. And, Doug, we don't have to stay in Hamilton because there are no hotel rooms in Hamilton. We'll drive in from Toronto on game day to certainly get jerked around by the parking people there. So that'll be a uh, good time. I'm excited for that. Uh, afternoon game once again, their final afternoon game of the season. Bombers and Ticats, a game that didn't go well for the Bombers last season, uh, but they come in looking pretty strong after the highest scoring performance in the CFL this season. Final score from the Banjo Bowl. The Bombers 51 and the Riders 6. Couldn't happen to a better team. For Doug Brown, Christian Amell, Mike Geisen, Jerry, I don't know your last name actually. Richardson, Jerry Richardson. Gosh, Skylar Peters, Marissa Turton, Greg Mackling, Ed Tate, Ted Wyman, uh, Braden Nawasco back in the booth. So many people put in so much labor to make these broadcasts happen. Uh, much love to all of them and much love to you for being with us. Another great edition of Princess Auto Blue Bomber Football on 680. CJOB.
for the W. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers and 680 CJOB.